Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome back, episode 26. So, before, without any ado, before we get on to all of the celebrations of everything that's happened in the, this country world over the last week or so, he can't grow cress, he can't play golf, but thankfully he does wipe his ass properly. It's Neil! Hello there, sir. Well, you've got the last fact totally right. I'm no good at golf, although I'm very good at crazy golf. Okay, what about growing crest? I've not since primary school when we used to do it on the tea oh, towel. Do you remember the tea towel? No, not tea towel, the uh, paper towels. Yeah. Oh, oh, you see, take your back. So we're going to talk about the successes just very quickly. We've got. We have we? to. Well, first of all, before we start on about the whole BAFTA craziness. Congratulations to Daisy and Will for getting engaged. Absolutely. Congratulations, Guy. Guy. Isn't guy. It? Uh, it's just yeah. so sweet, isn't it? It's it is. really sweet. Congratulations, uh, Guy. I don't guy. know who Guy is. Guy. I mean, guy. Yeah, yeah, I just needed to congratulate him because he walked past the window. Oh, hi, Guy. Yeah. So, congratulations, Guys. Congratulations. Congratulations, Guys. Guys. There we, yes. are. we don't want S's. S's are overrated. No. Congratulations, Guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> S's are whoever, far too overrated. Whoever guy is. But also, congratulations to Dayi and Will for not having S's. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> congratulations to Daisy and Will. Oh, Let's see you. if we can do the whole show without oh, saying the letter S. Oh, shall that'd we? be hard. So, then on to two BAFTA. <laughs> yeah. For uh, Bet Cryptid Comedy. Oh, no, give it up, give it yeah, up, give it, it up, give it up, give it up. Yeah, so two BAFTAs uh, for Best Scripted Comedy and Best Female Comedy Performance. Well deserved. I think it was well, well deserved. And to be fair, they were up against some big sort of hitters, weren't Especially they? Especially in the in the the, the female comedy yeah. um, performance. I was I wasn't watching it on TV because it was only when it started. It was only when I was watching the Sky News app that it, I realised that there, there's a half hour delay. It's not live on TV. Oh, is it not? No. So I was. I can't remember what we. I think we were watching Black Mirror or something right. like that. And then it would come up and say, Toby Jones had won Best Actor for this, that, and the other. Mm. And then it just popped up and said, Best script, um, best Scripted Comedy, This Country. 
I thought, oh my god, that's amazing. And as soon as that won, I thought well, Daisy might win because yeah. I really thought that uh, Shan, what's her name from a car share, car share might win because they've only got one more episode to go. And do you know what I mean? That it might yeah. be like more of a. And there was also I was reading something in one of the um, sort of uh, the, the magazines, the TV sort of magazines that. They were also worried that it was becoming very BBC centric, right? The Baftas and the BBC seemed to be winning a lot, well, and that might go against them a little bit. But it was but great, it didn't, and it they was won. great, and uh, and I, so deserved. I saw the the picture earlier on in the evening of of Daisy and her now iconic dress, oh, the Swindon, dress. which was just a, a, a stroke of genius. It absolutely, wasn't it? Um, it just it just made you love them mm. even more. So, but the thing is, she carried it off. She looked really good in she it. Did didn't look she did look really good. She absolutely yeah. it was just and and so congratulations, Daisy. Um Charlie, uh Simon, Tom, um, uh, all the rest of the cast. Everybody, uh, yeah. It's it's just and and that's just for series one. Yeah. They're going to sweep the board for series two. Oh, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? Or they're going to at least going to get, I think, going to get more nominations. Well, there's, a, there's other awards as well that are quite prestigious within the TV, like the National TV Awards. I think it's going to come. And somebody said to me as well that now they've won these awards, the chances are they it's going to go on to the main channels, so either one or two. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it come off it wouldn't BBC surprise three me. Now. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I think you got the comedy awards and stuff like that, yeah. and it's uh, it's just the start. So yeah, so it's and also then the following night, Fulham got through to the the, the, the playoff and final. That picture of Charlie wasn't yeah. that great. So it's been an amazing year for the coppers. Yes, yeah, as, um, as Matey Boy said, what's his name? What's who's the, he was doing the doing the, Colin, the, the voiceover? Was it Colin Murray. Yeah, well, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Nobbed. The coppers. The coppers. Uh, but yes, so to the Cooper family, uh, this year can't really get any better. So congratulations to you all. You know, you all know how much we love you and how much mm. all of the fans love you. Well done. Um, it's just, oh, it just, it just cannot get any better apart from them winning, superb, the, uh, winning the lottery. Yeah. So anyway, this is uh, going to be our first recap episode for Series 2. Absolutely. Random so... Acts of Kindness. Oh. Now... We, as we've said quite a few times on this uh, on this podcast, that we got to see the episode before a lot of people. It was quite preview. nice to see it on the big screen, wasn't it? Yeah, um, a different kind of experience on the big screen because uh, you know, in front of an audience, especially because with the audience, a live audience, you miss half of the jokes mm. because there were certain lines that when the audience were talking or, or audience were laughing, you missed. Well, that's where we were quite lucky, because when we saw it in the afternoon, it was quite a quiet audience, wasn't it? It yeah. was students. They were quite quiet. That You could hear laughter, but they didn't drown out what was going on. No. So we got to watch it then, so you took everything in. Then we got to sit a few hours later with the, the general public. That but been... I felt sorry for the general public, because I was I was almost in my mm. mind was going, don't laugh at this, but you're missing a really good line. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, here we go. We're going to go through the episodes uh, and we're going to go through the episode like we did with the Series 1. So, Series 2, Episode 1, Random Acts of Kindness. Uh, the text at the start is slightly different, so we will say it first in this episode. In subsequent episodes, we won't No, no, read we don't this. need to keep repeating. But anyway, research shows that young people in rural Britain continue to feel marginalised and disadvantaged. To further explore this problem, the BBC returned to a typical Cotswold village to see how life has changed for the people living there. So we start off with Kerry walking down the street. Now this, I'm just going to say before you repeat what she talks about, 
was one of the best opening sort of monologues I've ever seen because it stuck with me and I always now see it and laugh. Well, Nibsy, Steve Nibs from Points West, said that, didn't said, he? didn't he? He said, he said, the opening is just gold. It's yeah. just gold. So basically, she's walking down the street and uh, walks past the house. Uh, and and says about the story about the guy that lived there. The bloke kept hearing strange noises, noises in the attic at night. Kept having food missing from his fridge, and then he found a whole family of Peruvian panpipe buskers <laughs> living up there. It's the thought, right, that if people know where that is, North Leach, but or obviously a typical Cotswold village. What the hell are Peruvian panpipers doing there? Because normally they're in some sort of seaside town or yeah. big city. Yeah. Busky. <laughs> but it's not just that. It's the fact that this guy then thought, oh, I'll leave them there. They're not doing me any yeah, harm. Yeah, can stay up there. Even though that they've been, like, nicking food off of him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then he checked on them a few years later, <laughs> so not, like, a couple of weeks, to see if they're all right, and they all died from asbestos poisoning. Now, do you think these stories actually in the world of this country happened? Or is it part of um, well, didn't Kerry's they... sort of... Imagination or well, I mean, look, elaboration, isn't it? Isn't it like the old thing of like how rumours float about mm. in villages and towns? So I can remember seeing people. I I mean, I don't know names or anything, but there was a guy that used to walk or, or, or ride around on a bike, and the the rumour about him was that he used to have sex with dogs. Oh, now that might be complete bullshit. Every time I saw this guy, I thought, oh, that's the guy that has sex with dogs. <laughs> He's been tarnished with that yeah. brush. Yeah. Yeah. Although we did have some character rumoured around here to be sleeping with other animals. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah so exactly. it wasn't that guy, was it? No, no. <laughs> so that, but anyway, so from that, Kerry then says he doesn't live there anymore, lives in Stroud closer to his work. And it's that fact that it goes from this amazing, extraordinary story to something so banal as like, yeah, yeah he don't live there anymore. He just lives in He works in Stroud. He lives in Stroud. Just goes from earth shattering to like yeah. banal. It's just amazing. So then we get the title card of this country. And uh, then Kerry and Curtin outside Kerry's mum's house. The um, iconic. Iconic. Ha- yes, indeed. As, as iconic as. The Psycho House now, I feel. Nearly, nearly. nearly. We're nearly there. So they basically tell us that loads has happened. Um, oh, you missed the duck race. Yeah, uh, vicar really fucked fuck that up, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, which intrigues me, because I want to know what the vicar did. Well, to I don't fuck know. It up. I mean, if he, did he, if he organises duck, uh, duck hunts as much as he... Duck hunts? Uh, duck <laughs> races? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Duck races. <laughs> Um, as much as he's no good at playing bowls, then he royally fucked it up. But I don't know quite how he did. Maybe he used live ducks and he all flew off. Maybe. Um, Curtin has a new girlfriend. Yeah. And her full name is? Sophie Elizabeth Huxley. That's right. But I call her Sophie. Soph. Yeah, I call and, her And Soph. I call her Sophie. <laughs> yeah, she lets me call her Sophie, doesn't she? So yeah. that was really cu- uh, cute. Now, this is intercut with footage of Curtin and Sophie kissing. Properly uh, kissing, properly that? kissing, yeah. And if you want to know what that felt like for Soph, then uh, go back to our uh, uh, podcast with the wonderful Abra Thompson. Yeah, um, she was great. Actually, she's lovely. She is she lovely. Is lovely. Uh, but it pans out then to show Kerry playing Gooseberry. Now, is it Gooseberry or Raspberry? Gooseberry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nearby, looking. I suppose if it's Raspberry. <laughs> Other fruits are available. Yeah. Uh, she looks uncomfortable. And a bit jealous as well to the camera, sort of a little bit like, mm. yeah. But then again, I, when I, I wrote that bit, I thought to myself, then that doesn't really go with the way that she is throughout the rest of the series. You know, when it comes to the threatening letters episode, 
when she's having sexual advances against her, she doesn't recognise those as sexual advances. Yeah. So I don't know whether she even has that. Well, as she a does look. If process. you look at her when they're kissing, she looks really sheepish, but also yeah. smiling as if I shouldn't be here, sort of thing. Yeah. So Curtin uh, uh, and Carrie are in the kitchen, and then Curtin's going on about Tinder. That he went on Tinder for a bit, and never got one match. There's no one in the village that was on Tinder. Then he had to set his radius further and further. Radius got to France and it got ridiculous. And he said, I can't afford to go back and forth on the channel every weekend to take some French frog out bowling. Oh, just, yeah, so funny. So wrong, yet so funny. Indeed. Uh, they went. Uh, then he went on Facebook uh, and popped up with people you might know. Uh, and Kerry said, so he messaged every girl on there saying, what's your spirit animal? And Curtin's there, icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> Soph was the first to reply and said, giraffe, what about you? And Curtin then said, whatever animal has sex with a giraffe. And then, yeah, what comes next is the funny bit. So, yeah, then, then she yeah. find it a laugh, but not all girls find it a laugh, is what Kerry says, especially if their spirit animal was a hamster or their dead nan. Uh, yeah, a spirit animal. My Somebody replied, my dead nan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and what I put on this was that this is like two minutes twenty-one into the episode, and, we've and that is all comedy gold. It is, as far as I'm concerned, it's pure laugh out loud moments. Exactly what we said. So when we were watching it with the packed audience in the evening of the preview screening, some of those jokes went under the radar because people were still laughing from the previous ones. Yeah. So then we move on. Uh, Curtin and Sophie looking bored on some swings. Um. Apart from the kissing, they never seem to actually be close. Or Curtin never seems to look like that's what he's he's enjoying it. No, to be to be perfectly honest. Um, so then Curtin's telling us how he decided to sack off college. Now he has Soph. He starts uh, using the vicar as an excuse why he didn't want to go in the end. So mm. he's uh, saying that uh, the vicar is basically trying to live his dream through me. Now he's latched onto Kerry. Uh, now leeching off of her, she can't see how toxic he is, and does this defiant sniff at the end yeah. of the end of the line. I've got that clip. We'll play that a little okay. bit later on. Sucking the life out of her. Yeah, yeah. Which is not the it, uh, that to me sounds like jealousy. It is. Well, you can tell if the more you watch it, you don't you don't pick up on it when it when you first watch the episode, but subsequently, if you watch episode, these episodes again, you can pick up on those little nuances, like the jealousy. You can see it. And you're definitely right. I think it's jealousy there. Um, so then Kerry and Vic's... I, I put Vic's because it's, it's, it's yeah. shorter Vic. to write it. So Kerry and Vic, oh yeah, <laughs> in the garden. Uh, and the vicar, the lovely Paul Shahidi. Oh, um, fantastic Paul who Shahidi. We will be, I'm sure we will be talking in leaps and bounds about how fantastic he is all through these episodes over the next uh, few weeks. Uh, the voiceover saying it's been an interesting few months. He's been spending more time with Kerry. Um, and that's when Kerry's going, he's been looking after them runners. They're absolutely fucked because they're on the, in the garden. But, but she, now th- we've mentioned this, that she seems a little bit, I don't want to use the word simple, but a little bit, a little bit slower than she was in the previous series yeah. in this one. Yeah. The way she talks there really emphasizes that. Who's been looking after <laughs> runners? <laughs> it's really uh, funny, but... But then yeah. I also like the way that when she says they're absolutely fucked and then she apologises yeah. to the vicar. Now, she doesn't normally give a shit whether she's swearing in front of the vicar. So as if there is a growing respect there. Yeah, absolutely. Which which gets absolutely sort of delved out of the window by the end of the episode. But um, So we go back to Kerry's living room and uh, she's sorting something out in a drawer. It looks like she's putting some dominoes yeah, back in the box. Yeah, it's definitely dominoes there. 
right? And she said, I've changed massively since I came here. People treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, and then there's a lovely, it's, it's a very romantic scene. It's rain in the, and Kerry and uh, the vicar are walking yeah, uh, with their through the rain. Up. And Kerry goes, this is marvellous. I know. <laughs> it's so sweet. Something out of Merchant Ivory. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, and then she goes on saying the balance between being nice and being feared. Uh, Dr. Bernardo was too nice, got overrun by orphans, and everyone just took the piss. <laughs> it's her analogy of things. <laughs> How old is Dr. Bernardo's? Oh, was there, hunt, actually... there was a hunt. Yeah, it was a genuine... Um, it's a guy called yeah, Dr. Bernardo. And obviously he set up the orphanage, and then it became the, the charity. It's well over 100 years now, because I, I think I was at school when it celebrated its 100-year anniversary. Really? Are they still so... going? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I didn't realise you were so such an expert on Dr. Bernardo. Well, it's just the name. I thought it was the man who talked to animals for years. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally balls that one up, didn't I? Sings when I went to there. the animals and talks to... Who's that? I was Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> okay. Um, why do I think that Dr. Bernardo has a big stovepipe hat and a just a beard? That's Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln isn't it? Or um, Brunel. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a picture of Dr. Bernardo. I don't know why that no, popped into I my just, head. No, just that you see a lot of his charity stuff still around right. everywhere. Like, especially at Christmas with the Christmas cards. Right. Still there. So Kerry and the vicar are playing golf. Kerry genuinely looks like she's having fun. She genuinely looks like she's enjoying... It's not a stress for her. Um, she just genuinely looks like she's enjoying spending time with the vicar. Curtin and Sophie walk past, and the vicar is genuinely interested and happy to see Curtin. Curtin looks uninterested, but again, it's that jealousy, negging kind of thing of I'm going to pretend I'm not really yeah, interested very because I yeah because I'm I'm just just jealous. Uh, but then Sophie sort of lets the cat out of the bag by saying, "Well, Curtin's always going on about you, Vicar." Um, and then that's when the Vicar talks about the secret cinema club. They're going to do Greece. Yes. Uh, Sophie is excited. Vicar's always offering Kurt the chance to pop in and go and see him for a chat and. For a cup of tea and a chat. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like tea. <laughs> well, I... just a chat then. Oh, I don't really like chatting either. <laughs> yeah. And then so Curtin and Sophie walk away. Curtin saying oh, he's always sticking his nose into everyone's business. Sophie says, "But he seems really nice." And Curtin says, "Yeah, because he's a sociopath." Yeah, which seemed a really big word suddenly. But it also seems like a really cruel yeah. thing. There is a real, you know, with especially when you know how close they the, were. The three of them are, yeah. are together. You know. It's a really, it's not a nice thing to sort of say, but anyway. Do you think he's just saying that because he's a bit, he, the jealousy, isn't it? I think it's absolutely because of the yeah. jealousy. It's sort of like he, I don't know whether he's using Soph as a, I don't know, it just doesn't look like their proper boyfriend and girlfriend. It's sort of like she's a substitute. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that Curtin wants to date the vicar, but, you know. I know what you mean. Or for kiss, the, for the, kiss company, the vicar, but, but it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we're back at Kerry's kitchen, uh, and Kerry watches a video of a girl doing a random act, random act of kindness on YouTube. That a girl pays for a ninety-year-old man's shopping. Uh, he's... he's so fucking old, you can see through his skin. Uh... And he's saying, "You're fucking joking. This ain't real life." He said, "I want to make someone feel like that." Uh, then we get the first appearance of Sue in what must be one of the lines of the of the, the episode, ser- um, even the series. This yeah. one really made me laugh. When so I Sue, it. yeah, Sue shouts out why all the washing has been folded and put away. Kerry says, "As it's a ractum, random act of kindness, and what? It's a random act of kindness." And she'll go to the camera, going, "I did that. I did that." <laughs> 
and then answering, I know what would be a random act of kindness, you wiping your ass properly so I don't have to spoon shite out of your knickers every time I do a bloody wash. <laughs> it's um, a look to camera is classic, though. The best thing about that, that's a fantastic line mm. anyway, but when Kerry then looks at the camera and goes, I don't know what she's talking about because I do wipe my ass properly. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> is that okay yeah. at the end? <laughs> sort of like, did you get that? You've yeah. got that right? <laughs> Uh, that's the bit that, that it, it's those little bits. I think I've said this before. There's there's little inflection inflections on lines and yeah. on words that I just find really funny. And the way they deliver them, they do them with great aplomb in this sort. Of... It's just that okay, you know. Mm. It's like that sniff at the end of the line, at, at the end of that um, that defiant sniff that I said earlier on. Yeah. It's something they wouldn't have written that they might have just thought, well, we'll just do that on the day, maybe. But it. It's, it's it's natural, but it's so funny. Yeah. Just those funny little bits. Um, and what I put was that, that Kerry pissing in against the wind, but not for the only time this episode. You know, the matter we've I think there's three or four random yeah. acts of kindness. Um, so then we go back to Curtin's bedroom, and then this again is a lovely little, just a lovely yeah snippet, like it's, yeah. enclosed. It's almost like a little sketch of its own. Um, she's on. He's on the phone to Sophie, saying that he wants just wants some curtain time. That's all he wants. Um, what I want to know is what's the game that he's playing on his laptop? I don't know. It's an old one, though, isn't it? Is it? It's an old game. It looks like one of those sort of Minesweeper sort of games. Right. Maybe that's what it was then. Um, when they started dating, he says he set the bar too high. <clears throat> Excuse me, texting all the time. And then he was reeling her in, and now she's in the net. You ain't going to keep throwing worms at it. That's a waste of worms. A fantastic line. And a then fantastic the, the, line. The best line after that is, yeah. no one can keep up with four texts a day. It's madness. Not even gif gaff. <laughs> and I love the way he says yeah. gif gaff. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so Kerry's now walking on her way to Slugs as his PlayStation is broken. He put it on Facebook that his PlayStation is broken. Um, and she says that she's been a bit nasty to Slugs in the past. Um and but the fact that Slugs breathes out of his mouth winds people up. <laughs> so we get to uh, to Slugs' house. Now, this was the thing. Do you think Slugs? Because obviously, um, what's her name? Kaylee is living there. Do you think? I think is she's that just that. Is I think that's his house, and she's just there. But that's his house on his own. Do you think? No, I think he's still with his parents. They're the so they're all the sort of people that are still with some sort of you know guardian of some variety, whether it be parent or grandparent okay. or whatever. Okay, so Kaylee answers the door uh, and calls Michael. Then we get a quick headshot with Kaylee and Slugs, and Kaylee says that they've been going out for nearly a year. And, and Slugs looks so happy. It's going well. That's what I put. But Slugs looks like the cat that's got the cream. <laughs> Doesn't he? Going yeah, really well. <laughs> Which then the next episode we find out that maybe not quite no. so well. Um, Kerry gives Slugs her PlayStation, and Slugs just takes it and shuts the door. I know. Um, so she knocks on the door twice. Um, after that, once for Slugs again, just to say, yeah, thanks. It's the, it's those moments when the door is shut. She just looks, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks a little bit embarrassed. She looks a little bit pissed off. She like looks around, especially when she's knocking on the door, waiting for them to answer. Uh, and on the last time, there's a really long pause. Kaylee answers the phone again, and she's saying, is he coming, is he coming? And I love the fact that that was just that little bit too long. Yeah. Makes it a little bit more funnier. Uh, to me, I'm in the same camp as you. I mean, some people can't deal with it, but I find the longer it goes on, the funnier. It's quite a divisive joke. Yeah, it is. Because there's some, my, my, this is the same. She, so, what's going on? 
You know, which makes me laugh even but more. It's, then. it's yeah, it's the same as if um, yeah. The only thing I can that I think of a thing like that that I don't like is um. Oh Christ! What's the the comedy American comedy show that I don't like? Um, Big Bang Theory. Okay. When that the the real dweeby one knocks on the door, keeps going penny, 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 knocking on the door. Knocking I, on the door. I wouldn't know. Well, that's a bit that our missus cracks up at, and I just don't find it funny <laughs> at all. But then, considering I find that this in this country funny, I should find that funny anyway. It's because it hasn't got the canned laughter. Maybe, maybe. But then, after a long pause, slugs come back munching on a piece of toast. The way he eats that as well. I mean, <laughs> I was trying to, I couldn't quite catch like a clean clip of him just like <laughs> munching Chomping on that. away. Um, but anyway, basically, um, Kerry is saying, is there a problem? Because I've given you my PS3. And he's going, yeah, there's a PS3. He says, it's my PS4 that's broken. My PS3's in the garage. She goes, oh, no, right, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. And I love the little throwaway line, well, can I keep the controller? I know. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. No. But you know, it's in a home bargain yeah. bag. Home bargains. Yeah. There you are. And then you just, she just uh, walks away in a huff and says, no, you keep breathing through your mouth. It's disgusting. <sighs> it's, when you think about it, though... He did that really well on our anniversary show as well, didn't he? In the car when we did, he did. The carpool karaoke when he just sat there. Going, oh. He did, but that was a real put on. Yeah, but but no, but that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Vicar and uh, Kerry. Uh, Vicar is the voice of calm as always, reassuring Kerry that she did something nice for someone. Uh, but she's going. I'm not getting good feedback. Uh, but the the vicar says it's all about doing things selflessly. She goes, well, I am doing things selfishly. No, 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 no. So they tried to explain to him what selfishly, selflessly means. Yeah. I'm doing it now. Uh, and she goes on about the whole thing about Tesco self-service till giving you change <laughs> and you saying thank you. Have you done that? Have you no, ever said thank you? I've not really said thank you to self-service It's till. the sort of thing I probably would do. <laughs> probably have done, actually. <laughs> thank you. Oh. I, t- I will. It's funny you say that because over the last few days, I do realise that I talk to myself a lot. I oh, do. Yeah, Good conversation. I have conversations with myself. Right. Mainly, mainly working out what I'm going to do for the. Like, so I'll get up and I'll go. Right, I can't remember. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yeah, but I do that. That's yeah, like but a then I. But I will talk to myself. I will. I will say. I will say something like, "Oh, I've got to remember. All right, I've got to go and do this, do that, and do this." And then I'll say, "But you could do that tomorrow." Yeah, I could, couldn't I? And yes, I... You do that, do you? <laughs> yes. I mean, I certainly do that. I, I, when I get up in the morning, I think, right, I actually say it out loud, I mustn't forget to take this to work with me. Yeah. Maybe everybody does it. Yeah, it might Maybe. be. be good to know. Uh, where were we? Uh, Kerry walks away, more determined uh, to do good. Now, on Kerry's second um, R-A-O-K... Uh, Random act of kindness. Oh, that's a partridge thing to yeah, do, yeah. it? To, to do an abbreviation. Yeah, an acronym. Acronym. It? And then to say it out loud. Oh, yeah. for God's sake, what's wrong with me? Oh, there we are. <laughs> Doing kerchen. All <laughs> 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 uh, the impressions are coming out. I know. Right, so, so um, Kerry decides she's going to do security for Vicar's uh, Cinema Night. And Vicar is there selling tickets while Kerry gives someone a full body search. Yes. And... Um, it's the fact that she's got this this poor girl because she looks quite young, yeah. spread eagled, doing like a star shape, and <laughs> she's going up and down each leg. 
Um, so the vicar decides to just say excuse me to the people that are buying tickets and what are you doing? Checking for knives and shit. Um, and goes on about the fact that uh, she's a marked woman and the midnight mass. The midnight mass. Have you got the story of that? Well, it's just that um, that she was at midnight mass and someone uh, waited at the end of it and then shot a crossbow at her when she <laughs> left. Uh, she also said that she changed all the light bulbs in the toilets to UV. UV yeah. So if we get, it's the fact she says if we get any smackheads tonight, and then she points at the two old women that are <laughs> buying tickets, um, so they, they won't be able to see their veins or something. It was, uh, yeah, something like that. Isn't I it? don't quite know how that works. Um, how does that work, Neil? <laughs> I, I, long gone are those days. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, outside, Sophie is dressed as a pink lady and meets Curtin, who's in a moody, uh, not dressed up at all. Um, she said, well, the whole point of it was to you know do this so we can see the movie. And he said, well, I've come to watch the fucking movie like a normal human being. Yeah. Zoom across to see Slugs and Kaylee. There's Danny Zuko and Sandy. What a laugh that was. That was one of those... One of those Great reveal. He looks moments. really like you said before, like the cat that's got the cream yeah. again when he's walking up the street. Yeah, he's striding like John Travolta. He is, and he should be carrying two paint pots, really. <laughs> <laughs> so inside the cinema, the night is swinging. Everyone is in fancy dress and having a good time, except Curtin. He goes to talk to Kerry, hoping for some backing, but Kerry says she is enjoying the party. Mm. Kurt just goes, "This embarrassing." Kerry said, "Well, you're not dressed up." And Curtin goes, "Well, you're." Uh, Kerry goes, you're not dressed up. Curtin goes, well, you're not dressed up. She goes, yes, I am. I'm security. You look like Andy Fordham. Who's that fat darts player, basically? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't, isn't particularly dressed up like a security guard. A security no. guard is normally black suit, white shirt, black tie, isn't it? Well, she probably hasn't got that. Although we know she's got a suit from the previous series. We do. Maybe she hasn't got a white shirt. Yeah, she got. She was wearing oh, a white yeah. shirt and that thing. Yeah, no excuse there. No. Although that was quite cruel from from Curtin, but she, then he's pissed off. And it was a funny joke. Yeah. So the, <laughs> there's a quick uh, uh, talking there from Vicar outside saying that he's missing spending time with Curtin, but glad he's found Sophie and that they are happy. Classic cut to the two of them looking totally unhappy and pissed off, not talking to each other at the party. Uh, we then see Slugs smooching with Kaylee while Sophie glances at a pissed off Curtin. In the hallway, Curtin and Sophie are having a heart-to-heart. Curtin, oblivious <laughs> to why Sophie is upset and not really caring anyway. He's just not interested in being there. Right, it looks like they're stood queuing for the loo, doesn't it, if you look? I was trying I to work know. out. The more times I watch it, they're like in the stairwell, aren't they? So there's a stair and there's a door there. And I oh, thought, right. is that a loo they're waiting for? Maybe. But they're at the bottom of the stairs, aren't yeah. they? They're just away from the party. Just like, my intriguedness was yeah. coming out. No, I, I can't say that I would have noticed that. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and then our pal, Biffins uh, Bridge himself, Mr. Phil James, appears down the stairs, introducing himself as Mr. Belding, um, which then throws Curtin off the continuing argument. Sophie then asks the question, do you not want to be with me? Um, which obviously is what she wants the answer from that. But Mr. Belding has got into his yeah, yeah. into his brain. So he's going, Mr. Belding, that's saved by the bell, not Greece. He's got that totally wrong. Sorry, what did you say? And then Sophie storms off, you fucking prick. Yeah. Which I thought wasn't very... I mean, it's, uh, it's not very nice for Sophie. I think, no, I think she, she, she she really gets treated yeah, shitty in this. She really does by him. And she is a sweet, lovely girl. And you think that all she wants is just... She wants a bit of curtain, doesn't bit she? Of she from, the, a bit of love from curtains. Um, there is a beat where it looks like this has affected curtain. 
that she stormed off. But then he just goes, Mr. Belding, he's going to be embarrassed about that in the morning. <laughs> now, I don't know whether or not that's because that does bother him or whether he's just trying to cloak the emotions. I think it's, it's a cloak. Cloaking so? device. I think it is. Because when you jump to the next scene, he probably looks... Yeah, yeah, but see, I don't think that's because of Sophie. I think it's because... the vicar. Yeah, I think it's because he's realised that he's balls things up with the vicar and he has now he's hasn't got Sophie. This is true. He's been... He's been shitty with the vicar, and we find out that he's done nasty things. Yeah, <laughs> according yeah. to you know, with the vicar, not with the vicar, because of the vicar, that he's feeling bad about that. Because obviously, Kerry thinks it's Sophie. It's, it's yeah, Sophie. which I thought, which which is what I took to it was Sophie at first, and then when they're sat on the swings, he realizes that he's lost everything. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But anyway, curtains wrapped in a blanket on sofa uh, on. <laughs> Sophie, <laughs> curtains wrapped in blanket on sofa, as Kerry tells us that he got dumped last night. Um, yeah, so he had to uh, <laughs> wheel him there in an Asda trolley as he was too heartbroken to move. Uh, I want to know where the Asda trolley came from because they live in a little village. Yeah, that's true. But then again, these these dumping people everywhere. dump yeah. trolleys all sorts of places. And she says it's a shame because he's she's just finished writing her best man speech and there's a sly look to the camera. Yeah. Now this for me. When she reads this, to me, is the first real bit of, like, comedy acting. She sort of goes over the top a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And uh, it is, I suppose it is on purpose. It's which not you, like which you would be, wouldn't you? If you're trying to... If you've got somebody there, like a film crew or whatever, going to read a speech that you've written, you're going to then... You're going to perform it. Yeah, you are going to perform say, and just be yeah. natural with it. It's you? just, I don't know whether because the whole of this feels natural... That when she she reads that out, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Which I think it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then she says, you know, she, she goes through her speech and then finishes off with, "I've never seen him looking so happy." And then you pan to Curtin looking devastated on the sofa, wrapped up in his heartbreak cocoon. It's the close up on his face that made me laugh. Yeah. But going back to the speech, there's a line in that that just made me laugh where she thought it was hilarious. Um, when I first saw when I first saw Sophie, I thought, "Wow, Curtin's punching above his weight." <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of those lines that people probably still try and put into best men's speeches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just falling flat on their ass. <laughs> and to be honest, he's a little pipe cleaner, isn't he? So there's not it's not that hard to be above his weight. No, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Anyway, there's uh, some text comes up on the screen now saying research shows that breakups are the leading cause of psychological distress amongst young people. Despite advances in technology, forming new relationships continues to be difficult in rural areas. Try saying that with not saying it is. Mm. That'd be a nightmare. Uh, then we've got Kerry and Curtin on the swings. Curtin wants to try and fix things. So Kerry has an idea for RAOK3. Yeah. <laughs> Random act of kindness. Yeah. Uh, so Curtin goes to see the vicar um, and does look quite devastated. Um, there's a talking head about not knowing what you got till it's gone. Like, uh, blockbusters. like blockbusters. Yeah. Took them for granted, then one day gone. Think about it for ages, then realise it was your fault all along. Not blockbusters. That was online piracy and lack of vision upstairs in the boardroom. Which I can totally know <laughs> from first-hand experience. <laughs> yeah. There we are. Right. You know what? You saying that, I always thought when they said blockbusters, he was talking about the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> you silly sausage. It's only just occurred to me now that that's the video shot. <laughs> that's an Eureka moment, isn't it? It's the video shot. What, a video on demand wiped out blockbusters TV show. 
Oh my god, why did I think that? <laughs> that is every time I've watched that episode and even writing that and putting that together for this podcast, I thought it was Blockbusters the TV show. The fact that it says online piracy, piracy yeah. should have been a massive giveaway. That, unbelievable. There you are. That's what they call a Eureka moment. That is. So while we <laughs> that's completely knocked me sideways. Holy crap. Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I won't bring it up. Again. No, 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 please don't. And please, none of you uh, email in saying what a prick I am for thinking that. <laughs> uh, while this has been said, we see a tearful Kurt being comforted by Vic. Uh, or the Vicar. I've got to stop saying yeah. Vic as well, because people are going to wonder, who's that character? Kurt and the Vicar. Uh, Kurt apologised to the Vicar about letting him down, not going to college, and about the crest that he and the Vicar sewed in the village um, hall kitchen. Hasn't been watered for so long. He has had nightmares about it in his dreams. Cress is so thirsty, it's dying like a starving dog. <laughs> but the vicar says, don't worry, you no need to worry about it. He's been watering it. Curtain is relieved. Now, another thing, a man of the cloth surely should always tell the truth. You would have thought so. And another thing we find out... I could about have been the... really controversial then, but I won't Another think. thing that we find out about the vicar... Um, is his morals a little bit skew if... Well, it's probably just for the easier life, right? I mean, it's a little white lie, probably for the easier life. That's the thing. I mean, in the it's it's not for like any gain. personal gain. It's it's to to make life better for other people. Yeah. So I will I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I will. Good. And it's um, only crest for crying out. I home. know. I know. Um, and then the, then then curtains outside the uh, church saying he feels bad for slagging off. Uh, the vicar and putting the picture of a, a picture of him on a German porn site, but he could probably take that off. Yeah, probably take that off. A picture of him. So I've got this um, image that he superimposed him onto his something. face. <laughs> More than likely. Um, so the vicar to the camera crew then uh, confesses and says, "Between you and me, his crest did die." I but I don't think he's ready to hear that just yet. <laughs> so Curtin's on his way to see Kerry. Kerry has a surprise for him when he gets a there. A different way to Kerry's as well. Yes, indeed. The back entrance. Who, uh... Oh, uh, uh, when he gets there, Sophie is waiting. So Kerry's R-A-O-K-3 was to get Sophie and Kurt back together because she thought that's what he wanted. When he said he wanted to fix things, but it's not. It's with the vicar, not with Sophie. Bless poor Soph. I know this, she, she looks, really is dumped on, but she genuinely looks like, oh my god, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna yeah. talk about it, get back together again. Um, but it's the fact that when he goes, no, no, it was with the vicar. I better go now, and just gives her a little tap, tap on the yeah, arm, little... <laughs> about as uninf- uh, affectionate the, as possible. One of the only times you see the film crew as well. That's right. He walks past yeah. them, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kerry gives another classic look at the camera. Um, and what starts off like sounding like an apology is, I'm so sorry, but is it okay you leave my house? I know. Because I only know you because of Curtin. <laughs> so I, I, this is where I felt absolutely dreadful for her. Because she goes and sits on the end of yes. the, the garden. Yeah, and she just shuts wait, the door. <laughs> and she just shuts the door. And then, well, in a minute you'll talk about it, twists all the blame onto her. Yeah, yeah. So Kerry now is totally confused. And... Apart from the fact that she says that she feels sorry for her, she basically thinks that she's been manipulated into helping <laughs> yeah. Sophie. And, oh, well, they just don't deserve each other anyway. <laughs> um, 
So then we go on to basically Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> Who's that? We got a new one. <laughs> the vicar of Curtin and Kerry playing golf. How familiar are you getting? Oh with my Paul? god, I don't know. Um, they're all playing nicely um, until Kerry then kicks the, her ball and tries to, to cheat. Curtin starts um, starts up complaining about it, and the vicar sort of defending him, saying, "No, you got to play properly, Kerry." And the look on Kerry's face was like, "Hang on a minute!" All of a sudden, no. You know, fancy bollocks is back. You want, you know, you're going to be nice to him now. Oh, well, I'll just tell him about the crest then, shall I? What about the crest? And then the vicar is there going, don't let me just take my shot. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's fucking dead, isn't it? And then Curtin just throws It's his... the way he hurls that is with some force. And venom. Yeah. Uh, and then storms off. And then the vicar just goes, why'd you have to do that, Kerry? And Kerry goes, is it my turn? And it's back to normal. And then it, that, that's, that's their back to their dynamics. It's, it's like a, the whole episode is a reset. Yeah. To then go back to the dynamic that we know and love from series Absolutely. one. Absolutely. So there you go. That's episode one. Episode one of series two. Indeed. Now, and what a brilliant opening uh, episode, it isn't it? It was absolutely fantastic. Now, we've I, I put, as I did for the other episodes, uh, asked for a few people's uh, favourite moments. Great. So I'll do the favourite moments, go through, because there's quite a few of these that I did pick out. Um, and then I'm going to play a few of the clips okay, as well. Yeah, so, so Sharon Brown, my favourite bit is her mum and the knickers. But there are some other amazing bits in that. I love when Len picks up the fiver and Kerry says it's for someone else, basically not you. That's one of the um, deleted scenes. Because, deleted uh, again, she does the same thing. She wants to put a fiver on and, and then Len picks it up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, Len doesn't count. And so Kerry's yeah. going, no, 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 it's not for you. It's not for you. It's the way he goes. He, he just he goes. He goes well, at, at least tell me what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Crisps! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Random acts selfishly. Uh, lol oh and slugs in the ps3 how can we limit them pan pipers owen curtain and the crest owen the best woman speech lol sorry i can't stop now so she would have gone on and on and on uh at ethereal me i think that's how we said it carries face when slugs takes the ps3 and she's waiting at the door so awkward uh phil james yes he said the lovely outfit i had to wear I know, I wanted to, I, we should ask him when he comes I've in. already put the feelers out, so once we've done the six episodes for Series 2, we in. will be having uh, Mr. James... Uh, because he's been in both series now. Both series now, yeah. To, uh, yeah, speaking part in Series 2. Yeah. Uh, Miriam Lewis-Brown said, Kerry and her mum, uh, like Sharon said, that bit kills me. I don't know what she's talking about. I do wipe my ass properly. Best look at the camera ever. And then, okay. Okay. And that was also at the Goodwill Out also said that uh, at k king six for me it's kerry trying her hardest to maintain a new kind persona in the face of slug's rejection of a ps3 it's just so sad and hilarious at the same time as is often the case with this country that's the thing she tries her hardest to become a different person yeah she well she she wants to change and we got elements of that in series one with all the like the pyramid scheme that's not a pyramid scheme and all things like that she does want to better herself yeah and it's just such a shame it really is uh this is laura from at l dude bro pod ah hello laura yeah so best bit in my opinion is the length of time kerry waits for slugs to come back to the door the second time it's just slightly too long and a less brave writer would have cut it but every single cringy second is comedy gold i reckon slugs made that toast in real time he probably i think yeah probably did didn't he there was a story that he it wasn't scripted he 
he did that, wasn't he? Oh, right. Do you remember that? I think so that's one right. of them was yeah, telling yeah, us. Yeah. I can't remember who told us that. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, Pack a Punch Designs oh. uh, just said, wiping your ass. <laughs> well, just generally, that, in the middle of the series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean Robbins, uh, the other part of uh, El Dude yeah. Bro Pods. Which uh, I featured on. Indeed. Easily my favourite part is Kerry giving Slugs a PS3 and being super upset because Slugs didn't show any sort of gratitude because it was a PS3 and not a PS4. The way she keeps knocking on the door and the awkward interaction with Kaylee at the door while waiting for Slugs to come back is great. The whole scene is great. Random Acts of Kindness was a masterful way to kick off Series 2 and a sign of great things coming down the pipe. And then Carl Morgan uh, put Peruvian panpipe players in the attic who's been looking after them, uh, who's been looking after them runners. They're absolutely fucked. And just walking with the vicar, this is marvellous. Yeah. Uh, great choices, everyone. Absolutely great choices. Right, so I've got a couple of clips. Uh, I've got to try and find them. So first of all, of all, the French one. I can't afford to be going back and forth on the channel every other weekend to take some French frog out bowling. There you go. <laughs> uh, and of course, only the, the... This needs no introduction. Mr. Belden. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that one. Now, this is the one with the toxic sniff. Okay. Anyway, he's latched onto Kerry now and he's leeching the life out of her. She can't see how toxic he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a defiant. That sniff at the end. Um, possibly the greatest line ever written. Yeah. Uh, followed up by this one. I don't know what she's talking about because I do wipe my ass properly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> doing kind gestures for people is not about getting recognition. It's about doing kind things selflessly. I am doing kind things selflessly. There you go. And yeah. finally, the, f- the final one is just about the knives. Kerry, what are you doing? Checking for knives and shit. Knives and shit. Knives and shit. Um. So where does this stand for you in the whole um, canon of this country? Do you know, in series two, because we're going to go by series at the moment, uh, that's how I'm, I'm playing it. I don't know at the moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably have to, at the end, when we get to the end of these episodes and reevaluate them, then I'm going to have to decide. because each That may one, well be a better way of doing it, I think. Because I, I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. Because each one was so different to me. When I first watched it, and then I know this one better than the other episodes. This one in episode four, because of the watching them on the previews, we got that insight into them. So I sort of feel I know them better. I don't know. I don't know. It's a strong opening. It's, it's a, a very it's a fantastic. Strong it it really. I mean, it is the thing I like about doing these. Um, do it do getting this all this information ready for the episodes yeah. is that you 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 look at the episode in such depth De- detail isn't that it you you're stopping you know you're stopping watching it every 10 seconds and stuff and you realize we've said this before on on probably nearly every episode of the first mm. series how layered it is i know you you really do work it out and it was something i was watching to, um, when i was um, watching it <clears throat> when i was doing the notes is i would really love to read the script yeah to see how close it is, it would be it would be interesting to see how different it is from yeah. a script that they've written to what they actually shot. Exactly, it'd be really really interesting to see that. Yeah. Um. So that's it. 
that's it for this episode. Um, this is also the last episode before we do our live show. So that'll be episode two of series three. It no, will be. Two, it's not going to be as in-depth as um, these episodes because, obviously, we've got a lot of more things going on. Um, surprises and a lot and of surprises and stuff but we will be talking about episode two of series two uh threatening letters with some very special guests absolutely I'm in front of a theater full of this country fans and if you are one of them you're listening to this we look forward to coming to see you oh, no, no, no you <laughs> coming to see us we look forward to you being there yeah Seeing us, we're going to have loads of fun. And hopefully you'll get a chance to ask some questions as well. Yes. Hopefully you will. Hopefully you will. Time Um, dependent. And um, if you are coming after the show, please come and see us. We're going to have a bit of merch to sell, but... We we just want to meet all of you and We'd put names to, to, names to faces and things like that. So it's going to be uh, loads of fun. So if you want to email us, you can email us. Is my microphone? No, it's okay. You can email us at wtafthiscountry at hotmail dot com. Uh, come and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at wtafthiscountry. And you can also be like Max Thomas, who has donated fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars a month. That's fantastic. So he gets Thank the you, he gets the whole range of stuff. He gets all of the um, uh, autographs, and he gets uh, a chance to come and appear on a podcast with us. That's on our Patreon page. So you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash wtaf. And there's loads of different rewards. Um, I think we might start putting other rewards. We can put T-shirts and mugs and that up. We will be able to eventually after the live show, depending on if we don't already sell out. You never know. Can you imagine if we all sell out stuff and we walk out of there like Mister Monopoly? Yeah, (laughs) just coming Uh, out of our balls. That doesn't make any sense. Coming out of our something. Anyway, anyway. uh, So that's it. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Once again, for um, sitting opposite me here and uh, we better go on and and finish writing that show. We better add. (laughs) It's time to do it. Indeed it is. That's it from me, uh, Pavo. And that's it from me, Neil. Thank you. And for Pancast Productions, uh, I'm here to say, go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.